Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. And man, we got a good one today. Today is Numbers chapter six. And one of the things I love about the book of Numbers is if we were to sum this up into one statement, the book of Numbers, you know, the Hebrew Bible calls it in the wilderness. It's this season between Exodus, between the end of Exodus and the beginning of the book of Joshua, really when they get ready to go in conquest. But there's this 40 years if they have to learn to trust God because they get ready to go into the promised land, man, they're going to have to trust God. And so they're learning this. This is a 40-year school of just learning how to trust God. And so that would be, to me, the overall theme It's just learning to trust the Lord. And I think there's a lot of things we're going to be able to learn in this as well as we continue to go through this. And Numbers chapter 6 is one of those as well. If I were to give this a title, it would be Hardcore Hippies and Blessings. (laughs) And maybe that'll make sense by the time we get done. But as we do that, if you like this video, make sure you like it, you share it. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure that you are rating this five-star review and also sharing with other people because, man, what would it look like if we could just return this idea of just enjoying to read God's word every single day. And I guarantee you, the more you dig, the more you find. And God's word is living, it's powerful, and it is absolutely amazing. We're going to see that when we get into it today. And especially how God's word, it intersects with one another in ways we don't always understand at the time. But I want to ask you this question. Have you ever heard of someone named Samson? Of course you have, right? You got Samson and Delilah, the guy who, you know, he, he cut his hair and then he, he lost, you know, the, the presence of God in his life. Well, what about a guy named John the Baptist? What about someone named Jesus? Okay, well, it is possible, and I'll get into this in a minute, that all of them may have been under, at one point, something called a Nazarite vow. Now, we know for a fact that the Bible says that before Samson was even born, an angel came to his parents and said, I'm going to give you a son, and from birth, he is going to be under a lifetime Nazarite vow. We're going to read what this is. This was no joke, right? But some scholars think that John the Baptist may have been under a Nazarite vow just because of some of the dietary things that he would do and just whatever. There's, there's, there's small evidence for it, but there's just a little bit that's interesting to think about when you think about John the Baptist. And then there are some people who think that Jesus may have been living with this Nazarite vow as well because of different things. And there's, there's very scant evidence for that at all, so I wouldn't put that in my theology, but it's just interesting to think about and kind of hold in our hand as we read this together. So what we're going to do is... Most of this chapter is laying out that if you wanted to go through a season of really dedicating yourself to the Lord for a little while, you could do something called have a Nazarite vow. And that word Nazarite, that Nazar, the root word for that means devoted one. And so it was a time of extra devotion to the Lord. And that's going to take up majority of this chapter, the first 21 verses. And then the last few is going to be how God tells Aaron, Aaron, when you want to bless the people, bless them this way. And so the first one called uh, Hardcore Hippies, the last one, The Blessing. So let's read this and let's let's see how all this would work together, okay? So have Samson in your mind and then we'll explain why he lost his, you know, his power in a little bit. But 
you know, maybe also John the Baptist as well. So here we go. If you have your NLT Bibles reading, open them up to Numbers chapter 6, verse 1. It says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people, either man or women, take a special vow of a Nazarite, setting themselves apart to the Lord in a special way, they must give up wine or any other alcoholic drinks. They must not use vinegar made from wine or, or from other alcoholic drinks. They must not drink fresh grape juice. Uh, they must not uh, eat grapes or raisins. As long as they are bound by the Nazarite vow, they are not allowed to eat or drink anything that comes from the grapevine, not even grape seeds or skins. They must never cut their hair throughout the time of their vow, for they are holy and set apart to the Lord. Until the time their vow has been fulfilled, they must let their hair grow long. They must not go near a dead body during their entire period of their vow to the Lord. Even if a dead person is their own father, mother, brother, or sister, they must not defile themselves. For the hair of their head is a symbol of their separation to God. This requirement applies as long as they are set apart to the Lord. If someone falls dead beside them and their hair uh, and the hair they have dedicated will then be defiled. They must wait for seven days and then shave their heads, and then they will be cleansed of their defilement. On the eighth day, they must bring two turtle doves and two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest will offer one of the birds as a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will purify them from the guilt incurred through contact with the dead body. Then they must reaffirm their commitment by letting their hair begin to grow again. The days of their vow that have been completed before their defilement no longer count. They must rededicate themselves to the Lord as a Nazarite for the full term of their vow, and each must bring a one-year-old male lamb for a guilt offering. This is the ritual law for Nazarites. At the conclusion of their time of separation as Nazarites, they must each go to the entrance of the tabernacle and offer their sacrifices to the Lord. A one-year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a one-year-old female lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a peace offering, and a basket full of bread made without yeast, cakes of choice flour mixed with olive oil, and wafers spread with olive oil along with their prescribed grain offerings and liquid offerings. The priest will present these offerings before the Lord, first the sin offering and the burnt offering, then the ram for a peace offering, along with the basket of bread made without yeast." The priest must also present the prescribed grain offering and liquid offering to the Lord. Then the Nazarites will shave their heads at the entrance of the tabernacle. They will take their hair that had been dedicated and place it on the fire beneath the peace offering sacrifice. After the Nazarite's head has been shaved, the priest will take each of them uh, take each of them the boiled shoulder of the ram, and he will take from the basket a cake and a wafer made without yeast. He will put them all into the Nazarite's hands. Then the priest will lift them up as a special offering before the Lord. These are the holy portions for the priest, along with the breast and the special offering and the thigh of the sacred offering that are lifted up before the Lord. After this ceremony, the Nazarite may again drink wine. This is a ritual law of the Nazarites who vowed to bring these offerings to the Lord, that they may also bring additional offerings if they can afford it. They must be careful to do whatever they vowed when they set themselves apart as Nazarites. So what's happening is, is if you wanted to go through a season 
when you wanted to just take a special moment, whatever it was, you wanted to dedicate yourself to the Lord to do a thing, whatever it was, then you would begin what would be called a Nazarite vow. This is God's way of saying, if you want to honor me in a special way, do it this way. And you had to not cut your hair, not drink any wine, and not go any, not go, ah, not go toward any dead bodies, okay? And so here's the thing that happened to Samson. So the Bible said that before he was even born, God came to his parents and said, or an angel did, and said, hey, this, this guy's going to be a judge. He's going to do great things, but you need to have him just dedicate his entire life to me. Well, here's the problem. At one point in the story of Samson, he went to a dead body. He went to a dead lion. He ended up getting honey out of the lion. It was this weird story, but he broke the first of the three Nazarite vows. Second one, he talk, talks about how he went to a party and got drunk. So there's the second one he broke. He had one left, and that was his hair. Well, notice it said that the hair represented the covenant that he was making with the Lord. It was a visible sign. I mean, after your hair grows after a while, it's kind of hard to hide. It's getting a little long, right? And it even said at one point that you could, you know, weave it up a whole bunch. I mean, it's a lot of hair going on. And as long as he had the, the hair there, that was the one of the three things he hadn't broken yet. And that's where he said that his power came from his hair. It wasn't his hair, but it was the power of the covenant he had made with God. And so then when Delilah gave him that haircut, that's when finally he had broken all three points of the covenant he had made with God. And that's when the presence of God left him. But isn't it amazing, though, if you read this, and we're going to get to it eventually, if we make it to the book of Judges, that as he was a prisoner in the camp of the Philistines, the Bible says his hair began to grow back. And that's what it says. It says, all that is past, start over again. And I love that, that God is always trying to help us find a way back. And I think that that is an amazing thing when he says, hey, let's say you set yourself apart from me. You want to become a hardcore hippie. You don't let your hair grow, not going to drink any alcohol, not going to touch any dead bodies. But at some point, you mess up. Everything goes south. You know what you do? Come start over again. Come make things right with me and then let it grow again. I think that's absolutely amazing. All right, let's finish this up. Verse 22, the Bible said, then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with a special blessing, saying this, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. I love that idea of, first of all, hey, Aaron, when you bless the people, when you do it, not, not if you do it, but tell him to bless the people and do it this way. May the Lord bless you. Like, may he bring good things into your life. May he also protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I think that's a wonderful blessing that we can do. And then here's my favorite part is he says, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people in my name, I myself will bless them. What an amazing thought it would be that just like when Aaron blessed people in the name of the Lord, it was as if the Lord was blessing them. What would it look like if we just made it our goal that we would constantly do our best to speak blessings into the lives of others as if God were speaking through us. Now, I don't mean prophesying over people, and I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, but that's the Holy Spirit inspired to do that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying to live our lives in such a way so that we were blessing people all the time. 
Just man, you know what? You're probably doing better than you realize. You know what? God's for you and not against you. You know, you've never been more loved than you are right now because Jesus died on a cross for your sins and rose again. And if it was all just for you, he would do it all over again. Man, just blessing people. Why? Because, man, they are made in the image of God. And sometimes people just need to know, man, God's for you and not against you. He may not be for what you're doing, but he's for you. And he's never going to stop reaching out for you. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So I'm curious, what did you get out of this? Did you know that Samson was under a Nazarite vow from the point of his birth? Did you know that some scholars think that John the Baptist might have been as well? I'm curious what you think. I want you to let me know. If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know down in the comments below. If you're doing this on the podcast, I want you to like. I want you to rate this podcast. Maybe put in there what you got out of this today. We're still working on some ideas on how to maybe create a community for this. But let me pray for us. And then I want to say this blessing over all of us today and we'll be done. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you, God, that you are for us and not against us. Thank you that your blessings follow us and overtake us all the days of our life because we dwell in the house of the Lord. And I'm so thankful for the way you love us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God's word says in Numbers chapter six, verse 24 through 26, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. I can't wait to see you next time for Numbers chapter 7.